Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Let's go heat! Let's go heat! Let's go heat! Let's go heat! Never in doubt. All right, kind of in doubt. Never in doubt! Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up! Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Stone, let's not waste any time. This day calls for the wheel of topics. Let's not waste any time at all. At all. Because we have at least, at least... A day and a half of celebration. A day and a half of celebration on tap that we need to fit in to 40 minutes. The Stanley freaking cup is here in our office. The Stanley cup is here. So damn it, we are celebrating today. The Heat, and rightfully so, are going to the NBA final stone. Labanowitz, Wheel of Topics, mate. Wheel of Topics. Stone, you know what to do. Retire the songs. Retire the songs. Let's retire the songs. Get it ready to go. Retire the songs. Dropkick Murphy's first up. Boston, this is the most hilarious way you could have gone out. You came all the way back for that. <laughs> ah, let the flatulence bathe you. That song's officially retired. Now, Boston, more than a feeling, you're headed to the Heat Rafters. I mean, what a spectacular, craptastic finish to that series. You thought you won it in game six. Nobody's going to remember the Derek White tip in six months from now. Nobody. Here we go. Harmonize it, Fart. Magnificent. Terrific. Stone. Wheel of Topics me. Wheel of Topics me. Get me back to the wheel. Wheel of Topics. All right. That was a little over the top. It might be time to humble ourselves. Let's just let's go back to TNT. Game six. We thought the Heat had won it. We thought it was over. Three Jimmy Butler free throws. And then one final, as Jimmy Butler put it, one stop. One stop. One stop, Jimmy Butler. That's all he was telling his teammates on the bench. Just one stop. That's all we need. And... As I'm sitting there and the anxiety is washing over me and I'm trying to compose myself, how in the hell are the Heat back in this game? How did they put themselves in this position? How were they able to put themselves in a spot to win on Saturday night, the Eastern Conference? Well, let's humble ourselves. White will inbound. It's off the smoke for the seventh game. 
buzzer sounded, the light was on, it'll be reviewed. I don't think he got that anything yet. You have to protect the offensive rebounding. Oh, he got All rid of it. Time. He That's sure did. Celtic and win, and we're going to Game 7. The Celtics are going to win. There's a Game 7 back in Boston. Rudy oh. Lillard's good basket. The play's under review. That was not good. That was it not fun. good. That was a uh, thrown remote from your boy. Uh, my wife swearing at me to shut up before I woke the kids up. And that was a level five no sleeper on Saturday night into Sunday. Yeah, I didn't get physical. I didn't get vocal. I actually fell to my hands and my knees and just sat there for about two, three minutes. You went into despair. I did. Stone hit the wheel of topics. Hit it. Hit it hard. Wheel, wheel of, of topics. topics. That brings us to what your personal percentage was that the Heat could possibly pull off what they did last night. I, I've got to be honest with you, Stone. I was right around 1.1%. And I had very little faith. I, I put myself in the mental spot last night that, hey, you know, I, at this point, we know what's going to happen. So just be even kill about it. And it helped. I got myself mentally prepared because... I knew what was going to happen. It wasn't going to go well. It was going to be a, another listless Boston Heat effort like we saw in Game 5 and just get our ass kicking over with, right? And that's how I went in. And so I honestly, through the first four minutes when things weren't going well, I was just like, hey, this is how it's going to be, and it's okay. Maybe I'll get an early bedtime. Maybe. But then the Heat lead after one. They won the first quarter. And then they won the second quarter. And then the third quarter, the third quarter, they finished minus one in the third quarter. And then I started to feel angry because I'm like, wait a minute. Are they really going to do this? Are they going to hang in there long enough and give us hope that you actually think it's going to happen only for the Celtics to make an unbelievable comeback? And sure enough, it turned into a heat blowout. I, no judgment, no judgment for any of you, but I'm curious where you were percentage-wise, your own personal percentage about the Heat's capability of doing what they did last night. Because you can't tell me that a normal group, even professionals, a normal group of human beings in an athletic sphere can go through the shock, the face plant, the disappointment, the despair that they did on Saturday night, they were one-tenth of a second away from going into the Eastern, to winning the Eastern Conference, going to the NBA Finals in a game they had no business winning, only to have no box out, only to have Derek White League free with the easiest game-winning tip-in you'll ever have. How do you come back from that? How do you turn the page 45 hours from that and then win by 20 on the road in Game 7, I don't understand it. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I let go of the rope. I let go of the rope. It wasn't a 0%, but I'm telling you, Stone, all day Saturday, there was a good 65-70% of me that saw nothing but Jimmy Butler putting the Bob Cousy Trophy in the air, celebrating with white-clad Heat fans at Kaseya Center. I had all mental pictures this entire series, even after it went three games to two, that in Miami, it was going to be a celebration. There was going to be a trophy hoisted in the air. It did not really truly occur to me, hey, they're going game seven. 
and then you feel like the Heat stole it. Now you can prepare for Denver. And then the worst possible, most shocking scenario took place. I don't know how this team did this. I don't know. I was at 1.5% that the Heat could pull off what they did last night. Where were you? No judgment. Be honest. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. And I say no judgment because we can sit here, Stone, and say heat culture, heat culture, heat culture. Never... Uh, doubted them uh always locked in always focused always find a way we've done it the hard way all year how many times have we heard spo and jimmy say that over the last three and a half four weeks but it doesn't change the fact that that is the most absolutely demoralizing soul crushing crotch kicking way to have a game seven forced on you when you were up three games to none it being gacked away on a tip in at home where you have to go back to boston for a game seven i i'm not judging because i did not feel good at all to the tune of i i I thought there was over a one percent chance that he'd get it done i was about to just say bleep it how can you even watch this now, like that's how low it was for me. I share a lot of those same feelings, and you just touched on what I want to touch on. How can I even watch this? That was my plan last night. First of all, let me give you my percentage. It wasn't a one. right? I put all my chips. Mine was a one and a half, thank you very much. <laughs> a one and a half. I did push all my chips into the middle to Jimmy Butler. Like I put 15% on Jimmy Butler's shoulders. I said, if this is going to happen, I'm going to give you 15%, and that's because Jimmy's going to do it. And then Jimmy put that 15% on Kayla Martin's shoulders. <laughs> You're damn right he did, but... You talked about not watching it. That's how I went about last night. That's how I went about last night. I was honestly going to do the whole thing where I watch something else and then occasionally check the game cast. Oh, no. Like, that's my superstitious move. Like, oh, God, I don't want to feel this pain. And it's what I did for the entire fourth quarter and then overtime of the Bucks close out right so i figured you know what this is tried and true i can go this direction and maybe if i'm glancing 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 it's a five-point game in the second quarter it's a, a two-point game in the third quarter the heat are hanging in there that's how i was going to play it but i just decided to to to, to dive in <laughs> to, to man up to man up and and that's i actually didn't man up I, I told myself there's no way you can watch the first and second quarter of this game like i don't want to watch the celtics take a 12-point lead Early in the second. Like, I just can't do it. So I put it on the radio, on a speaker, externally, blasted it right, on Jay Jaxed it. Right. I J-Jaxed it, and we got active. We played some volleyball. We played sport. All the Heat fans got together. There's like 10, 12 of us. We're like, yo, we're not watching this game. We'll just listen to it, and it sounded good. Uh-huh. It was it sounding, sounding good. good. Like, hold, sounded, on, yeah, hold, yeah. hold on. We got a 10-point lead? Uh-huh. Oh, we got a 17-point uh-huh. lead. And, and so we tapped in in the third and fourth quarter, but I, I, I honestly could not bring myself to watch that first second quarter. Even though it went well, I just couldn't do it. What was your personal percentage of the chance you thought the Heat had it winning last night. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Again, we're not judging. I was at 1.5%. I was at 1.5%. That was so demoralizing on Saturday night. I slept not a, a single full hour consecutively on Saturday night into Sunday morning. It was brutal. It was awful. I was scolded by my wife. I was throwing remotes. I was nearly waking up my kids. And so I was in a bad place, down bad. I said 1.5% that he can do this. And what do they do? They win by 20. Bless you. Bless you, man. I love you. What was your personal percentage you thought the Heat would win last night? 888-760-3776. Go ahead and spin me again, Stone, the Wheel of Topics. Wheel Wheel of of Topics. Topics. 
Make it a plaque. Let me bring you back to a year ago, game seven, after the Heat come one single solitary inch, one inch away from beating the Celtics in a glorious comeback, an absolutely brave comeback at then FTX Arena as the Heat are sitting and they're close and Jimmy is going off, a signature playoff Jimmy fourth quarter and... The ball clanks off the front rim, and the Heat lose. That was a gut punch. Stone talked about how big a gut punch it was a couple of months ago, and this was Jimmy Butler sitting with Kyle Lowry in the post-game media session, and he said the following. Uh, So we had enough. Um, Next year, we will have enough, and we're going to be right back in the same situation, and uh, we're going to get it done. Let's hear that one more time, Stone. This was one year ago. Jimmy Butler after the Game 7 heartbreak against Boston. Uh, So we had enough. Um, Next year, we will have enough. And we're going to be right back in the same situation. And uh, we're going to get it done. Here's my proposal, okay? Here's my proposal. Just like... Tim Tebow has his speech after the Ole Miss loss. The second Tebow National Championship, it's sitting in front of the swamp. You've seen it, Stone. It's right there next to his statue outside of the swamp. That, That quote, let's hear it one more time. This quote from Jimmy Butler needs to be inscribed in a piece of metal and memorialized forever on a plaque outside of Kaseya Center for all time. It needs to last every single name change that arena goes through over the next three, four, five, six decades. Once Miami's underwater, you're going to have divers. You're going to have people millennia from now that are searching for signs of what life was like back in the 2000s, and they're going to go digging at the bottom of the sea, and they're going to find this plaque, and it is going to read the following Jimmy Butler words. Uh, so we had enough. Um, next year, we will have enough. And we're going to be right back in the same situation. And uh, we're going to get it done. Put it on a damn plaque, Heat. Do it. That is an all-time historic Heat moment. One of the all-time great Heat quotes. Might not be a better Heat quote ever. It's the most significant Heat quote possibly in the history of the franchise. Put it on a plaque and nail it to Kaseya Center for all generations to enjoy as history passes us by. What was the percentage chance that you gave the Heat to win last night? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Patsy's in West Palm. I'm Ken Levick alive. Yes, I think that I'm a, loving what Florida's doing in the NCAAs, the uh, hockey and I felt that to go down three and win three again, to win four in a row was next to impossible. Sure. So um, even on their home court, when they get tense, you get tense in your home court. Yep. Especially um, this Celtics so I think, team. Yes, especially this Celtics. I, I thought it was really a strong possibility. I couldn't watch it all either. 
Patsy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, at some point, you're you're you checking in on your own mental health and you understanding your limitations need to kick in. And I feel like we're all in a oh, good I was place with Love that. Love and Death series, which is almost worse than watching the game. Yes, yes. Game. <laughs> se- everyone says Game Seven is the two best words in sports. I hate Game Sevens. When you're involved in a Game Seven, it's absolutely miserable. And appreciate the call, Patsy. This is me, though, the same person Stone who said last week, I don't see this Celtics team winning four in a row. That means the Celtics would have to come beat, sweep the Heat. They would have to sweep the Heat, and I don't think this Heat team is capable of being swept. This is the same person, me, who said that of all of the great things that we've had in South Florida in 2023, FAU Final Four, Miami Final Four, Brooks Kepka PGA Championship, Heat Panthers runs, this team, this organization, this franchise, they will not be the ones to tarnish this thing, to stain this thing, and I still let go of the rope. Shameful on my part. God, the chart on you, the up and down that it's been in the past, I think, month, uh, I'm willing to say, with the Panthers, with the Heat. It, uh, I'm going to make a montage, and I'll eventually post it, but where you've gone as far as, we're going to get this done, let's sweep these guys to 1%, to I can't watch, to I didn't watch, to oh God, Jimmy's hurt, to oh God, yeah. to all of it, the Knicks. All of these teams and, and what this team has I know. gone through. I've been, all, I've been a polygraph test. Like, I've been a polygraph but test. It's a beautiful, a beautiful Ugh. graph at the end of the day because this is what it takes to get to this final stage. This is what it takes. Uh, David tweets in, I was very confident, 80%, because in terms of mental toughness, Miami and Boston are in two different worlds. Uh, man, ain't that the truth? Stone Labanowitz, let's go back to the wheel. Spin the wheel of topics. Wheel Wheel of Topics. topics. Make fun of Boston. Oh, my God. You win three in a row. You're even at three. You're going home. And this team, these stars, Stone Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, these guys cannot win critical franchise-altering games on their home floor. Guess what's not impressive? Beating the Sixers in a Game 7 on your home floor. Uh Uh-uh. That's just a flippy, floppy group of losers. What happens when you go up against a team with teeth? What happens when you have a chance to close it out at home to actually win a trophy, a la the Warriors, a la the Heat? You fail. Boston fans, I'm sorry. You have a mentally weak group of stars. You know what that is in my book? Losers. <laughs> oh, you people were, were climbing poles in downtown Boston on Saturday night after Derek White's tipping. Climbing poles, acting like you had won the East. Sorry, folks. There was one game left to go. You Fools, I hope today is miserable up in Beantown. So, so the the topic here that we spun was make fun of Boston fans, right? Can we listen to Paul Pierce? Can we listen to Rajon Rondo? Can we listen to these guys last night Spin on Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel of topics. Wheel, wheel of topics. topics. Celtics pregame show. <laughs> Interesting that that was right there in the right lane. Celtics pregame show. I present to you NBC Sports Boston, the prediction segment in the Celtics pregame show featuring Paul Pierce, 
Rajon Rondo, and Eddie House. Take it away, boys. All right, everybody. What's your first uh, what's your prediction around what type of game? I don't need a score. Celtics by dub. All right. Oh, here's set by 20. That guy of all people. Celtics by nine. By nine. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say Ubuntu, brother. <laughs> you know, Ubuntu, brothers. Come on. What, what, what kind we of game? Win. What kind of game are you expecting? I'm expecting an ass kicking. Oh, oh really, Eddie House? An ass kicking? But listen to how Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce, who a portion of his career is defined by the ass kickings he took, speaking of, at the hands of LeBron and the Heat, even in a game seven. Paul Pierce, the goal, the cojones on that guy to sit here against the team that stymied him over and over and over and over again in his career, denying him another ring. And this is what he's going to go with in a Heat Celtics game seven. Paul, you fool. All right, everybody, what's your first uh, prediction around what type of game? I don't need a score. Celtics by dub. All right. Unbelievable. Type of game. I don't need a score. Celtics by dub. I mean, he says it with his chest stone. You would think, unless he's been drinking at that point, maybe, maybe approaching that prediction with a bit more caution. Rajon Rondo, you could tell he was uncomfortable with what Paul Pierce did. He simply wins Celtics by nine because he had the nightmares, the heat nightmares, the 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 death machine of LeBron and Wade and Bosh spiraling through the memories in his cerebral cortex. But no, Paul Pierce went to that place and instead it was reversed. It was reversed. Listen to this one more time from Paul Pierce saying it with his chest. Around what type of game? I don't need a score. Celtics by dub. Right. <laughs> hey, Paul, how about a reverse dub? Heat by dub, because that's oh. exactly what happened. I mean, what an all-time fail. Rondo looked over like, oh, oh, oh we're doing that? <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm going to go nine. Oh, boy. And then Eddie House dropping the gas, kicking. That is hilarious. And, and makes you feel good. Stone, get back to the wheel. The wheel of topics. Wheel of topics. Was last night the most holy bleep moment of the year? Was last night the most holy bleep moment of the year? It's up there for all the reasons I mentioned. How does this team, after the heartbreak it suffered game six, all they needed was to put a body on a body and they couldn't do it. What I'm so thankful for, Stone is that because of last night, we don't have to have the discussion, did the Heat screw up on the final possession of Game 6? That's just going to float into the ether. Me, my thinking on that was, why are we boxing out Jalen Brown to the free throw line, Bam, when a long rebound doesn't hurt you? A long rebound doesn't hurt you with a long shot put up with three seconds left to go. You're worried about right around the rim. Get in there, get a body in there, get an arm, a hand in there, mix it up, make contact with the ball, make sure that the job is done. But instead, there's Bam, who's boxing out at the free throw line, Max Struess, who did a good job of pinching off Jason Tatum, not allowing him to get into the inbound. It's just too far of a, of a trip for him to go get a butt onto Derek White. But Bam, I didn't understand why Bam wasn't at the rim, and there was a lot of conjecture about this, and Spo didn't want to blame anybody saying, hey, that's just how I, I was unwilling to just say, oh, that's an unlucky bounce because 
Bam could have had his body there and uh, could have been flailing arms making contact with that ball to ensure that nobody was going to get a clean tip in like Derek White did. That was textbook, boop, easy as hell. Yeah, for me and for all Florida sports fans, I figured that was going to be the biggest stain on Florida sports. That game six blunder, that Derek White put back. I thought it was going to be something that we'd recall in 10 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 years was game six Derek White, the putback at home at Kaseya Center. Luckily, it didn't turn out uh, that way. Oh, it didn't but, turn out that but way. it was so close. To, to, to turn around then after that, losing that game in that manner after that comeback, that he'd had no business cinching it up, putting on the daddy pants, and getting themselves into the right mindset to execute and win this game, not only win the game in a game seven, but to blow out the Celtics in a game seven. That's right up there with one of the most holy bleep moments of the year in 2023 in a year that's been full of them, especially down here in South Florida. But of course, me selfishly, I'm always going back to my most holy bleep moment of the year. The Heat at least have the acumen, the championship DNA this year. FAU gained that. And they gain that at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Here is from the FAU Basketball Radio Network, me calling FAU to the Final Four. Procession for a second. Good as well. Kansas State doesn't have any timeouts. The inbound from Sills. Here comes Noel up the near side left front court. Three seconds now, two. Noel throws a Masood. High right. It's stripped away by Davis. He stole it. Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic is going to the Final Four. One of the most improbable stories in college basketball history has just played out in New York City. Houston, you have a problem. Florida Atlantic is coming to town looking for a trophy. Florida Atlantic 79, Kansas State 76. FAU is going to the Final Four. That to me is still the most holy bleep moment of the year in 2023. But to you, what's the most holy bleep sports moment of the year in 2023? Was it last night? Has it been anything the Panthers run? Was it the Canes going to the Final Four? What has it been for you? What percentage chance did you give the Heat to win last night? And what's been the most holy bleep sports moment of the year for you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Stone, let's go back to the wheel. Let's go back to the wheel of topics. Wheel Wheel of of topics. topics. Pray to Caleb Martin. Okay. Stone, by your head, please. All right. Dear Caleb, we appreciate your sacrifices in a heat uniform. You who have been in the background, who has been able to show off your bountiful gifts and your talents in this playoff run to you, we pray, because if not for you, we aren't celebrating the nirvana that is this eight-seed Heat team heading to the NBA Finals to play the Denver Nuggets. You are a true inspiration, and you are a light from above. May peace be with you and all of you. Amen. Amen. Thank oh, you, Caleb. I mean... I said a man because he's the man. Oh, wow, I missed it. That's Caleb what you do Martin, in... though. That's what you do in uh, Calebism. That's my new religion. I mean, I'm too old to be putting up fat heads in my room, but Caleb Martin might have to get a fat head purchase. Like, this he... dude is hitting turnaround jumpers. <laughs> I mean, I might have to look at this dude every night before I go to this bed. This dude's defending his ass off. Should have won 
Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Should have been the one grabbing that Larry Bird trophy. I'm not going to argue with Jimmy, but Caleb, that should have been his. I mean, he was a better player in this series than anybody. He came up in the fourth in every single game, all seven of them. There was just something special going on with Caleb, yeah. and if this continues, then we have a newfound star on our hands. Body of Caleb given for you. Stone, hit the wheel of topics, please. Wheel of topics. Wheel, wheel of, of topics. topics. Little Mermaid review. Oh, okay. So yesterday, uh, went with uh, the Brian McLovin Rowitz family to nice. uh, see the Little Mermaid, the live action Little Mermaid. And I got to say, I know you're a fan of Janelle Monet. Uh, that Janelle Monet. She not the mermaid. She I is not the mermaid. Did you, are you doing that thing? Are you doing that? They all look alike thing. That was very, very, very inappropriate. Don't box me in like that. That was very inappropriate. Do not of you. tell me that's what did I was you just, doing. Did you just drop a Janelle Monet? It's Halle Bailey. That's Ariel. That is not Janelle Monet. Uh, to my <laughs> knowledge, Halle Bailey has not publicly uh, been been releasing her breasts for all to see. That's where I get caught up. That's where I get caught up. Oh, my God. I thought Little Mermaid flashed her breast. No, nope, that is not on. her. That go is on. not her. And I bet Disney would be furious if that was the post-Little Mermaid uh, 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 actions. Sorry to cut you off there. Of Halle Bailey. Four out of five fins. Ooh. I give it four out of five fins. That's my Little Mermaid review. And you know how everybody get caught up. Huh, gasp. A black mermaid. Who cares, first of all? It's good. It's fun. Uh, it's well sung. The CGI. I'm not a big CGI fan. Uh, it's just too computery sometimes. Like any movie, whether it be Transformers, whether it be Marvel, I, I, the CGI stuff. Give me back to the days where we have like little Tyrannosaurus dolls and we're shooting them from below, so they look real and look big. I'm good with that. I don't need this computer stuff. Am I wrong? Uh, I, I think a little bit. I think a little bit. How was the score though? You said you liked it. Yeah, four fins out of five. Four fins out of five. As far as the tune, the soundtrack, and, and all the music involved. Scale of one to five, how idiotic did Stone sound when he dropped a Janelle Monet on me to discuss Little Mermaid? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's get back uh, to the Wheel of Topics. Wheel, Wheel of, of Topics. topics. New kids on the block. This goes back to the pregame show, the Celtics pregame show. They were coronating the Celtics. We heard Paul Pierce say, they're going to dub them, 20-point win. We heard Eddie Howe say he's expecting an ass-kicking in favor of the Celtics. Well, Donnie Wahlberg of New Kids on the Block joined the NBC Sports Boston pregame show. And when you have Donnie Wahlberg joining the NBC Sports Boston pregame show, you're coronating the Celtics. This was one big let's slap high five, drink some beers party last night in Boston. Listen to Donnie Wahlberg tell the story about when he was on stage Saturday night and the fans told him about Derek White's tipping. We've been talking about that Derek White put back and him helping the Celtics force wow. a game seven. Just talk about watching the game in that moment. Well, 
I was actually performing with my band, New Kids on the Block. What a flex. Performing with my band, New Kids on the Block. Who else would have been? We had to go on stage. There's like thousands of fans waiting. We're like, we got to go. So one of the guys snuck a phone. And we're thinking like, we're not going to find out till you know, after the concert. And thousands of the fans had their phones up showing us the game. Like, oh, we're wow. singing. I'm like, you got yeah. the right stuff. And I'm like. <laughs> and then, you know, I was going to a girl was singing a love song. And she's like. And I'm like, what? And she was like. You know, and like. But Give me that look. The great thing. This is the true story. We didn't know what happened. All of a sudden, nobody was giving us an update. And we would look to one side of the room. And the, all the cell phones said 103. 102 final Miami won uh-huh. and we were like oh no and then I looked over here and all the phones said 104 103 Boston won but Brian Babineau the Celtics photographer travels with us when he's not with the team so he was there shooting the event he was right by the stage and I said he's gonna know I looked and he was like and he went crazy we announced it to the crowd and they're, they're, we're in Chicago they're not you know they're just new kids fans yeah, not yeah. necessarily but because there are fans they love the Celtics so it was oh, mania God. it was so incredible Incredible, um, but I knew we were going to be here. I, I, you can never really, really predict, but I still believed after Game Three we would be here for Game Seven. Yeah, you so, did. Well, guess what, Donnie? Looks like the Celtics don't have the right stuff. Stone Wheel of Topics. Oh, I gotta let that. Backstreet Boys are better, by the way. Wheel of Topics. Wheel, Wheel of, of Topics. topics. Remember when the Panthers beat Boston? Oh, do I? Let's go back to now three and a half weeks ago. The first time South Florida went to Boston in a game seven and delivered a swift kick to Beantown's Beans. Carlo can't grab it. It comes to Verhage. Turns to scores! Carter Verhage, courtesy of TNT. There is certainly a precedent for embarrassing those people, that entire city, in a Game 7. Stone, I don't think the Wheel of Topics is done, though. We still have more after we take a break. The Heat are going to the NBA Finals. The Miami freaking Heat, who were up three games to none as a play-in eight seed... They find a way to win a Game 7 on the road by 20. Break Donnie Wahlberg's heart. Make Paul Pierce look like a fool again. And send those green-clad dopes out sad. And it feels amazing. The Heat are in the NBA Finals. Denver, you're next. He's Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. To Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I'll admit, I was down to 1.5%. That was my personal percentage confidence. The chance the Heat had to win last night. I just don't know. And maybe because I'm soft. I'm mentally weak. That's it. So I can't quite encompass it. But how that team, after that loss... And, and another thing I'm glad that, that last night happened... Uh, and I mentioned that we we wouldn't have to talk about 
did the Heat do something wrong? Whose mistake was it on the box out? We don't have to talk about the clock situation either, which was just egregiously bad. You call the foul shooting a three, that means there's two one ten second left to go. But then they put up a whole damn second on the clock, or at least nine-tenths of a second, and that gives Derek White time for the tip, and that mattered. That mattered. That was frustrating. It was annoying. But all of that stuff, just like Derek White's tipping, it's not going to have the staying power of another Game 6 Boston triumph that led to a series loss like Carlton Fisk Game 6 World Series. It's not going to It's not gonna have one one-millionth of the sports impact that, uh, that, that that did. So Derek White, the tipping, that floats into the ether. Goodbye. The clock situation, that floats into the ether. Goodbye. Instead, it's just another example of heat culture, and this is probably the best definition of it that that you're going to find, the most tangible definition, because I don't know how they were able to cinch it up in 40 hours and get the job done. The Heat are going to the NBA Finals starts Thursday in Denver here on ESPN 106.3. Joining us now, ESPN West Palm legend and a purveyor of heat culture himself. It is Evan Cohen with us here. On Ken Levick alive, uh, Evan is is this the the most tangible example you can remember of heat culture? And what was your personal percentage that they could actually do that last night? Well, Ken, it is a great example of it. I'm just sitting here cruising. I mean, that's how I feel right now. I'm just cruising uh, with the victories last night. Uh, the victory last night for the Heat, it was phenomenal. My percentage. Well, if you listen to uh, Heating Up with J and P last night, mm-hmm. I went on multiple rants saying that the Heat were going to win. There was no doubt in my mind that they were going to win last night because nothing has made sense all year, right? Nothing makes sense. Like if you have the Heat games and you have the rights to the games and then you bump back with the TNT highlight instead of the, the, the highlight that's on your actual station, like that doesn't make sense. But if you think about this team, they go to game seven of the conference finals last year. They lose at home. Then the offseason, you and I are sitting there waiting. Okay, where's the move? Where's the move? Okay, P.J. Tucker's gone. We don't love that, but we kind of get it. The money, luxury tax, et cetera. All right, something's coming. Something's uh, – nothing happens. Nothing happens. And then we all go on this, well, let's wait till the trade deadline, right? Maybe, can they come up with something by way of the trade deadline? And that's really their offseason. Hey, this is a team that's been there and done that. They don't need to worry about making a move in the offseason. They could do it in the regular season. Yeah, they never do that. They never do that. And then their resume, Ken, looks like basically if you're in the lottery, the Heat have lost to you this year and maybe multiple times. (laughs) Uh They lose to every bad freaking team all year long from Charlotte to Houston to Detroit to San Antonio. It doesn't make any sense. They finish as a play-in team, and they lose the Atlanta freaking Hawks and Trey Young, and then they're three minutes away at home again from losing to the Bulls to not make the playoffs at all, and somehow they pull that out, and it doesn't make any sense, and then they win in five games against Giannis and the Bucks, and I don't care that he's banged up. I mean, they, they they, they destroyed them. And then without Jimmy for one of the games, they beat the Knicks. Doesn't make sense. They win three in a row against the Celtics. Doesn't make sense. They lose three in a row against the Celtics. Doesn't make sense. So when you're asking about the percentages, I was absolutely certain they were going to win last night because it makes absolutely no sense to go on the road and win a game seven in Boston like they did and thus 100% sure. And you can check the tapes. Go back. I said it. And they did it last night. I, I just, I, I don't know how that team mentally brings it together. And I, I'm seeing, 
a lot of Bleacher Report and different NBA media and analysts saying, oh, this solidifies now. Eric Spolster is one of the best coaches in the game. Well, I'm almost offended because I felt like that was maybe the discussion three, four, five, six years ago. Uh, why does it solidify it now? What is this guy going to going to have to do? This is total Spo masterclass stuff. How much of of Kayla Martin do you put on him? The development of him, the Max Struces. How much of that is him? How much of that is Pat? How much of that is just the organization as a whole? Well, I'm glad you said that because I feel like we all have this this way in which we go about this over the course of time. Like, you know, if you think about like the last year with the um, Steelers, just for example, right? Oh, best coaching job ever by Mike Tomlin. No, it wasn't. You know what the best coaching job ever? When he won the Super Bowl. That was the best coaching <laughs> job for Mike Tomlin, right? So is this one of the great Eric Spolstra um, coaching jobs? Yes. But you know what was better? That LeBron James won two championships yeah. under Eric Spolstra, and LeBron James played better than he ever did in his entire life because Eric Spolstra had a game plan and a direction. You know, he was he was the captain of the ship, cruising the sea, and he knew exactly where to go with LeBron. And LeBron wasn't jumping overboard, wasn't doing it. You know, he wasn't he wasn't going into port, was not happening. LeBron <laughs> was on that ship and he was mm-hmm. eating all you could eat mm-hmm. and doing whatever he could on that cruise to make sure that they were going to win a championship multiple times over. That's the best coaching job. But yes, of course, here's what I'll say. Give me an organization in sports that a player could say, I'm real I really so far in my career have not gotten the best out of myself where can i go where i can guarantee i will max out as a performer that's the miami heat if you want to go there if you want to go somewhere and you want to play your best you want to do your best at whatever it is you do for a living right if you want to do your best as a radio host right which you and i do for a living these are the moments we live for right Mm -hmm. the moments we live for are these moments when the teams that we care about are doing really well how do we get the most out of ourselves as a host the heat or the franchise the business however you want to look at it that gets the most out of you so does that do i need spo doing it this year no, you and I know he's how good he is. We knew it in the bubble. We knew it last year. We knew it when they had freaking, you know, a Carl White or whatever the hell his name was in the, thir- in the 31 and uh-huh. well, I guess it's still his name. Whatever. Right. In the, 30 and ele- the 11 and 30, 30 and 11 yep. year, right? Where their first half of the season, 11, 30, second half of the season, 30 and 11. We knew how good he was then. The nation probably needed this to sit back and say, you know what? This is how good this guy is. And we realize it now, and we can't just give LeBron credit for the two championships, four trips to the finals. But can I mention it? This is what we live for, right? I yeah. mean, doing shows like this yes. in South Florida right now, where you have the Heat and the Panthers in the final round. And I, when I really think about like doing this for as long as I have, I think about two. I, I think about two shows, and you must be so excited for these two shows. It's it's deeper into the series. It's the show after a game five for the mm-hmm. Heat and a show after a game six. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones in the NBA Finals against the Denver Nuggets that when you're thinking ahead and you're planning out all of your topics and everything like that, that June 12th game five, June 13th show, and then June 15th game six, June 16th show, I, I, am, I am salivating about you. How excited are you for next week and all of these great shows, Ken? You must be really excited for this. Evan, I have something I need to uh, I need to tell you. Mm. Um, yeah, I actually I brought some sound effects. Go ahead. 
I planned a... Uh, well, I didn't plan. Let's be clear. <laughs> I didn't plan this. You, you've known me for a long time. I don't plan anything. Um, my family, we planned a, uh, a cruise many, 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 many months ago that leaves next Thursday and comes back the 18th. So all of those games you just mentioned, those shows... Hmm. Yeah. You just mentioned that come after those games. I'm not actually going to be here to to talk about them. All right, you know what? I got Smokey Robinson cruising going in the background right mm-hmm. now. You're a disgrace. I mean, let's just be what do you honest. want? Why? Uh, let's disgrace? be honest. You don't want to do the show. Why? Why? Why have you? You know what you're like. You're like a Gabe Vincent or a Max Struess. You're an undrafted player, and then when Spo calls on them, you say, "Nah, I'm good." What do you mean you're good? Yeah, you would be Haywood Highsmith last night. He co- hey, Haywood, I know you went to Division Two Jesuit Wheeling or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And we need you to now guard Jason Tatum. Ken LaVica in that spot? I'm good. Nah, I'm good. I'm so, going to take off. You are a disgrace. So, you're going you're gonna to not do shows during this time? This is the busiest time and the most successful time in South Florida sports history. By the way, this is the guy, for everybody who doesn't know, uh, 20 for 20 day, ESPN West Palm 20th anniversary, had to take 75 flights <laughs> just to get back to the studio because Stephanie Prince basically threatened his family if he doesn't show up to that, our boss. I mean, give your show to someone else. You clearly don't want to do it, Ken. No, That's I, obvious. It's I, I need to balance family life with work life. And uh, to be quite honest, when we were booking cruises and the Heat were outside of the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference, Things seemed pretty, pretty clean, pretty open uh, around. Uh, oh, I don't know. Well, you June cancel 9th. it. You cancel it. You, you don't care about what you can- do. For I guarantee, if FAU was in the Final Four and you had a cruise booked, you would cancel that. You know that. So would you do that? I love. Did it. you have anything booked during the FAU run, Ken? I, I did not. Anything. But, it, it, but I have previously booked vacations uh, to happen during the NCAA tournament, where FAU would play in the CBI or the CIT, and it got a little little dicey once Dusty and by showed vacation up. So I learned what? my lesson. What do you do? You don't do anything. A vacation from what? You know, you don't do anything anymore. You have found a way. To just sit there for two hours, kick your feet up, do a little show, and go home. So wait, Ken Levicka used to work. You think it's now? a bad? <laughs> you think it's a bad look on me that yes. I'm going on a family vacation during the NBA yes. Finals with a book that was tripped back in in uh, October? Yeah, November. You say to you, you say to your wife and kids, and I listen. I am in no way, shape, or form questioning you as a husband nor a father. I know you're good at both. I'm not questioning that. But at some point, you got to say to your wife, listen. I know you pay for everything, and I just show up and do a show every day. But I know you pay for everything. I get it. But the reality is we're looking at the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals, seventh time since 06, six with Spolstra. And we're looking at the Stanley Cup Final of an eight-seeded Florida Panthers uh, beating the best team in hockey history in the regular season, the Bruins in the first round, another game seven win at Boston. You say, I'm sorry, I can't go. Find a substitute husband. Bring someone else. <laughs> Go to the bench. Bring Stone. I mean, Stone thinks he's above this show anyway. Stone's doing shows only in Miami. Refuses to do Palm Beach County. Uh, re- absolutely refuses. He's too good for this. Just ask him. I mean, my God. what? A- you know what? I still know the phone numbers. I was on here long enough. 888-760-3776. Who wants to do Ken's show when he's away? Let's give it away. Why don't we just give your show? I'll, I'll well, not sit just with anyone. I'm not Why just not? giving this seat to Why? anyone, Evan. You don't I'm not want doing it. that. 
No, it's no, a no, disgrace. no, 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 I, I you, hold this in very, very, very high esteem, and it's very important. Uh, not more do. than a cruise with some scallops and shrimp by the pool at 3 o'clock in the afternoon with your kids running around looking at the hairiest man on earth, Brian McLovin Rowitz. <laughs> but what a disgrace he is. Wait, oh, he hates, obviously, he hates ESPN 106.3 and WPTV. Yeah. Just say, are you, you holding know what? the same I don't energy do for anyway. him? That's are you, what Brian's saying. Are you holding the same energy for him? Because he's the man who really calls most of the shots over ESPN 106.3 WPTV. I hope you getting on him because yeah, he's going he on the cruise with quit. me. He's quit. He's quit on that TV partnership. They would never do that to him. Oh, what a disgrace. What a disgrace by Brian, too. And he's hairy. I don't want to see him with a shirt off, but I can't give his job away. I can't do that because he runs an entire TV department. We could probably line up phone calls. I'll host those shows. I'll look at the schedule. I'll come back out of retirement here. I'll talk to the powers that be. I'm going to guess they'll say yes if I ask. And you could be Wally Pipped, and it could be me and random people all across Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. So do you want to do Ken's show? He's away during the finals. 888-760-3776. It's me and, and randoms. Well, how many segments do you have, Ken, a day? Eight? Uh, six. Six? Six. Six. I'll take the front and the back, all right? So we could do four segments, me and random callers. I get four callers a day, and they're my co-hosts. I mean, at least I'll show up for you. I, once again, I got to clean up the Ken Levick mess. I've been doing this for 20 years. Why should it change? Look at, look at him trying to, to shoulder yeah. me out of the seat. Look right. at him. This man didn't spend enough time on ESPN 106.3. First it was nights, then it was drive time in the afternoons, doing yeah. every show known to man on ESPN right. 106.3. And now you, Evan, uh, you, you've been far removed. You're in the rearview mirror, and here you are trying to work your way back in because I'm trying to do something with my family. I well, mean, guess what? Evan, guess what? Ken. You know I'm a front runner. I wasn't going to show up if they were uh, they were eliminated. <laughs> These two teams in. Look who's back in town, baby. I'm showing up. But you, you're going to get mad at me for wanting to do shows? At least I want to do them. You clearly don't want to do them. You hate this show. Evan, the phone lines are uh, loading up with volunteers right now. Actually. Yeah, not my first day, Stone. I know you think you're better uh, than everybody. Uh, not uh, me, tough mm, guy. Mm, I'm just saying. Maybe better than just, others. You're not better than me. Just saying. I'll you tell th- you that much. You threw the number out there. We got some volunteers. Just saying. All right, so Ken, are you nervous right now? You're I'm a little annoyed. I'm not nervous. Yeah, your show. Kind of annoyed. Kind of annoyed. Who who are we? Who are we talking to? Stone? <laughs> it's Sean in Palm Beach Gardens. Sean is in Palm Beach Gardens. Hi, Sean. Hey guys, I can. I could probably help you out like Monday, Wednesdays or so. I know Jeanette's on on Wednesday, so that might benefit me. You know. Uh, probably, if already, you're a male. Already trying to do whatever. Yeah, try, trying to book a Wednesday up already with Jeanette. There it is. <laughs> So we got Sean. Give Wait, Sean, give you your phone number. Awesome. Sean, yeah. I'm not kidding. Give your phone number and email address to Stone <laughs> after he puts you back on hold. He'll probably get it wrong because he'll want to host, which no shot. Oh, by the way, Stone, you too. You, you allowed this. If I'm coming back, you're out. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I was loving it up until right now. You are out. And I'm not kidding. This is, this we is are going to, I, I don't know who I'm going to use because Jeanette can't run a board. J-Mart can't run a board. McLovin hates television. Hates it. So I, I, we can't bring him back. So we'll, I, I'll find someone. I, there's no chance that you're sitting there, Stone. Christian, get ready. Oh, give, give your email and phone number to Stone. Put this guy on hold. He's my new co-host for next week on Ken Levick. Alive. Oh, by the way, Ken? Yeah. Evan Cohen Life. We are changing the name if we're going to do this. Are you, so you're going to change the name of the show. 
And you're going to kick out the entire show. You really yeah. are trying to force your way in here. You quit. You quit. And by the way, you know what? I've said this to your face, but I'm going to give you credit on something. I said to you, hey, I'm not sure you can pull this off. You were doing a lot more Miami than any other host, right? Yeah. And I said, I don't know if you could pull this off. And to your credit, you have, right? You're like, hey, we're not going to do exclusive Miami sports, but if there's something big, we're going to talk about it. And you've done a really good job of that. And you've really become a true fan of all of the Miami team. So I'm going to give you credit on that. And then you quit when they're in the final round. I'm already getting people tweeting at me, hey, I'll take the Stanley Cup segments. I mean, we've got people trying to book up with Jeanette, yeah, trying to book up the Stanley Cup final. Well, that's final. not hard. <laughs> well, book up and hook up are two different things. Uh, Again, that's not hard. <laughs> so, uh, All right, I, so give me more. Do we have more co-hosts for me to talk to here? Well, you are you on Wednesday? So starting starting next starting next week, I'm I'm next Thursday. I'm going on vacation. I'm 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 going on a cruise. I'm going to the Caribbean. I'm going to different countries. Well, next Thursday, I'm not available. I'm going Go, to California. But uh, the, the the week after the week that. after, if so you're the week of the twelfth, let I, me just look at my calendar here. This what, is something that you do when you're a business person. Right. You have stuff on your calendar. You wouldn't know, Ken. Uh, uh, what what's days, a calendar? Let's see. The games are the twelfth and the fifteenth. So that puts me Tuesday, uh-huh. twelve to two. I'm good. Uh, okay. And then, let's see, the 15th, so that would be Friday, 12 to 2. And yep, good Those for are both. games 5 and 6? Yep. Stanley Cup. I am good for both. I will require a uh, talent fee, by uh-huh. the way, just to be clear <laughs> on that. See, and what bothers me most is it feels like Evan's and already get- talked to the to the bosses, to the higher-ups here at ESPN oh. West Palm, that well, this me? is happening. So, so wait, what are, because I would be willing to bet you can't you can't fill up a show with co-hosts. I'd be willing to bet you can't fill up a show uh, with co-hosts can. here. can Really? That they're going to miss really? me so much. Okay. They're going to miss me so much that they don't want you because they think you're strong-arming. They're, no, you're it, strong-arming it, no your debate. way back into here. There's no think. I am. <laughs> so I what, am. Are, what are the dates again? Well, you're, you're off for the next month, are you not? <laughs> because <laughs> FAU's not playing. If <laughs> FAU was playing, I guarantee <laughs> you, Ken, Ken would hope that thing was a Titanic, <laughs> is what Ken would hope. Give me a lifeboat. <laughs> Ken would be getting Leonardo DiCaprio in the mix and Celine Dion to sing a oh, song. Oh, sink the ship. Oh, my God. Uh, next, So not next week, but the week after the, the yeah, what were the dates again? Stop avoiding the fo- – see, this is I, – I can't see the calls because I'm not in the studio with you. Stop avoiding well, the calls. they're still coming in. They're still coming I'm in. I'm aware of that. 888 people value radio. Uh, I just – I don't I, – I, I value radio, but I value family time. As well. Oh, yeah, that's not true. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Are you, uh, are you open to co-hosting with Evan? Not next week, but the week after. So I suppose easy way to say that is two weeks from now. <laughs> During the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals. He's opening it up to you. 888-760-3776. Yeah. Every, every rejoin song that we're going to have. Will be Smokey Robinson cruising. Every single one. Everyone. This is so annoying. I thought we were going to have a good heat conversation, and instead, oh, the dude's did. hijacking the show. He's we hijacking did. the show. Yeah. I feel anchored down. Yeah. <laughs> Pun. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Where are you going on this dopey cruise, by the way? Uh, going, to, uh, going to Puerto Rico. I know that's one stop. Uh, we're going to a couple of islands uh, in the Caribbean. And uh, I didn't book it. I didn't book it. I'm just looking forward to spending time with my family. Typical Ken. 
Well, all right. We're all lined up. Tina uh, is going to join us 12 to 2 uh, those days. She will nice. <laughs> Jeanette will be here. Nice. And um, she will be sitting there with all of the uh, people that will come in. Uh, she may leave with a couple of them. You never know. Uh, Jeanette will be in the mix. Stone sent home not working with me. He's too good for me. Uh, you know, I'm just a dopey guy who's been hosting for 20 years. Not at that stone level. So, Tina, two a days with Josh. <laughs> Jeanette next to me. And callers at 888-760-3776 for Ken Levick Alive will take his show over because he, my friends, does not want to host. Um, I suppose thanks for joining. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <sighs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Please go to a break. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Are you people really going to co-host with Evan? In two weeks' time during the NBA Finals and Stanley Cup Final, I'm going on vacation. Evan's taking this thing over. I am furious. That's Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Kelton LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.